Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, we have such a special guest. This is such a fun conversation. I am so fortunate, and lately I've gotten to interview so many really cool people, and Jessica Poundstone is literally no exception. She is an artist, maker, creator, writer, D, all of the above, and she is just a force to be reckoned with. One thing that I love so much about Jessica is that she's got a very no-nonsense way of approaching things, that she is a woman in her 40s and she is kicking ass and she really lives by that motto of it's never too late. And I'm just, I'm so thrilled to have her on the show because I know a lot of the times perfectionists can get in the... Um, I'm too young. I'm too old. I don't have enough this. I don't have enough followers. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough intelligence. And it's not true. It's never too late. You're never too young. You're never too old. You never are not educated enough to start. And she just totally speaks into that. So I'm not going to even go any further. I do want to tell you guys a little bit about Jess though. Jess is an artist, designer, and writer living in Portland, Oregon with her husband, two kids, a cat named Menard, and a dog named Stanley. Jess is into, among other things, emotional growth, joy, swearing, doing her best, lipstick, awesome TV shows, British mystery novels, and stand-up comedy. She is also into making art that sparks joy, contemplation, and really good vibes, and can confirm those are good-ass vibes she puts out into the world. Her artwork has been featured in some pretty awesome places, and I'm going to um, say that is the biggest understatement because she's been featured in Anthropology, Real Simple Magazine, and the San Francisco Museum of Art. She was also named a top 100 artist by Sakti Art. She's recently released a clothing line, some home stuff, some pet accessories, all featuring her artwork, and she is just a force of freaking nature, if you can't tell from her freaking bio alone. (laughs) So I'm going to delay no longer. Let's go ahead and dive into the episode with Jessica Poundstone. Welcome, Jess Poundstone, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I was literally just saying, literally seconds ago before I pressed the record button, I have a million questions for you because you're a really fascinating human being. But before I get ahead of myself, who are you? What do you do? Let's have listeners understand your, your amazingness. Okay. Yes. Um, so who are you and what do you do? These are very, very big 
questions. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Who I, are you? Where's your stance in the universe? Yeah, like, where will your soul go when you die? Um, <laughs> I, I, um, I'm Jess. I live in Portland, Oregon. I live here in my house with my husband, two kids, a dog, and a cat. Um, my day job is a marketing writer for a software company here in Portland. And then like kind of all of the rest of my time is taken up with making uh, art and running my art business um, and trying to avoid household chores. Um, trying to, which is your least favorite? Um, I don't have a least favorite. They're all my least favorite. <laughs> God, my husband is kind of like the homemaker guy. Oh, so great. Kind of rallies the kids and himself. And I mean, I just hate, I hate anything to do with poop. Honestly, I feel that. Toilets, cat litter box, dog poop pickup. None of it is what I want to do. (laughs) Not your fan. Not your your fave. I understand. Mm -hmm. My sister just had uh, her first son. Mm. And I'm like, I'm so excited to visit him. She's like, I can't wait for you to change all the diapers. And it's like, if someone pees or poops on me, (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I will throw a fit. (laughs) Like... You um, can just set a boundary that you are not the aunt who deals with poop. Exactly. That'll be like I, I'll have a little badge for it. They, they have those little like they have those little like PPTPs now though for little boys. Yeah, I've tried those and um, well, actually, I didn't try it myself. My son, I didn't try it with my son. I got it for somebody else, and they were like, "No." Oh, really? No. The trick is that you open the diaper, you expose it to air for just a second because the hit of cold air is what makes the pee start. Ah. Just a second. And then you put that back and you just put your hand there and feel the warmth spreading. (laughs) It's a lovely moment for you. (laughs) I am going to steal this and I'm going to become the baby diaper champion of 2021. Thank you very much. You are welcome. You don't have to tell, you don't have to give me credit. You can just, secret secret superhero. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I obviously want to dive in so, so much into your art business, but I want to first make sure listeners know how big of a fucking deal you are. Um, You've been featured in some really cool places. Can you tell a little bit about obviously where you've been featured and what that process was like? Cause these, this is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So I have had my work with anthropology with um it was in real simple magazine it was um featured on the san francisco moma um tumblr feed next to a picture of matisse i still like you know have like have it on my calendar like go back and look at that when that happened <laughs> oh <my laughs> Make sure it was remember how amazing you are <laughs> <laughs> no you know i mean maybe um something that us perfectionists have in common is that we don't like to celebrate our successes so hard um, it's like, oh, just move on, move on. I don't yeah, know if that's yeah. exclusive to perfectionists, but that is definitely something that I struggle with and other people have to tell me to like, remember <laughs> those yeah. victories. So I, I try to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I guess kind of, it's the story of just like one thing leading to another. I mean, my whole, um, story, I guess, is just that I started making art. I mean, I've always made art. I was always the kid who was like, hanging out with the art teacher in the art room at summer camp. I was like, no, I don't want to play capture the flag. I don't want to do archery. I don't want to get on a horse. I just, just leave me alone in the art room. Just leave me there and I'll be fine. I don't need supervision. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
but I never really um, thought about art as a career you know, path or you know, that it was something that I could actually make money at. And I really wanted to make money in my life. <laughs> I did not. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I grew up, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. There was a lot of anxiety about money. And I was like, I just don't want to live my whole life that way. So I ended up getting a very practical degree um, and doing some art classes in college um, and then going into writing and marketing writing specifically and content strategy, all that kind of zone. So um, I've done fine in the money department. That's fine. And then I was making stuff on the side. Um, I had a jewelry business where I made stuff out of shrinky dinks. Do you know about shrinky dinks? Shrink plastic. You like put them in the oven. Yeah. Yeah, I I had like a whole jewelry line. It was like bright colors graphic designs where I was like coloring in all these designs. I mean, I did that for, yeah, I think seven or 10 years. I was on Etsy. Oh I had my own God. website and that was super fun, but I just got so tired of mailing things. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to mail anything again. Um, and it would just, it was, I had two little kids during that time and it just sort of was like, I feel done with this. Yeah. So I kept on making things. I would draw, I would do things. I just never really found my jam. Um, like the the medium or the way of expressing art that felt super right for me or that clicked or like, yeah, 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 this is my voice. And so one day, you know, like I was at a really crappy job. I knew I wasn't going to be there for too much longer, but I just was like, I need something where I am creating stuff regularly. I'd kind of fallen out of the habit. And so I started up an Instagram account and I had an app on my phone called Brushes, and it was something I had played around with before, but it was just kind of like a kind of like an Adobe Illustrator light, yeah. you know, L I T E light. And um, <laughs> but it's just a painting program, and and so I just mess around with it and um, just forced myself to post, just post, post, post once a day, once a week, whatever it was going to be. Because um, one thing that I find that shortcuts my own perfectionism is just speed. Yeah. Just like, don't, no, don't stop. Don't think just yep. post. Like yep. what is the worst that's going to happen? Just do it, do it, do it. And over time, and I've left that stuff on my Instagram feed. If you like scroll all the way to the end, yep. it takes longer, but um, you know, you'll see some of what I was doing there and experimenting and it's just completely different from what I'm doing now, but uh, just, it was figurative and I was doing all kinds of stuff. I was getting oil painting books from the library to figure out how to, how layers could work in this program. And anyway, um, I eventually made a piece while I was riding the bus to work on my phone that I was like, oh, okay, this is something that I can work with. This is, this feels like me. This feels like something I want to do more of. And it was like a combination of all of that time that I spent messing around, playing around, um, and just really hitting, um, you know, like a vein of gold within myself where I was like, this is, this is me. This is my voice. This is what I want to say. Um, and, and then from there, you know, it's like looking at what other artists were doing, really looking at why do I like this artist or where is this artist in the world? What are they doing to get their work into the world? Um, who do they follow? Who do they know? And like building this like neural network of people that whose work resonated with me. And of course, Instagram and other, you know, online stuff makes that so easy. So over time, I just built this little community on Instagram of people that were so inspiring to me, 
people whose work or you know careers there was some piece of it that I was like oh I want that for myself or that would be so cool long story to get us to this website called Artfully Walls which is essentially like a print-on-demand website and several of the artists I've been following I were on there selling their work and um, so I was like well, I'm gonna apply fine you know like I've got enough stuff I'm gonna apply I was accepted and they have a partnership with Anthropology and they like supply prints for anthropology and they're included with collections. So it was about two years, I think, after I had been on there and selling that I got this email from the founder and it was like, hey, we're putting together some ideas for anthropology for them to review. Can we include your work in the, you know? No. The, <laughs> like, yeah, I know I'm like, what are you going to say? <laughs> like, yeah, um, that's probably fine. You know, like, sure. Yeah, go ahead. We'll see what happens. So they did select um, some of my work to go in there and then it was just bonkers because like everything in the art stuff world where you're like doing deals or licensing or whatever it takes forever so it was probably eight months or something before I ever saw it on the site and it was so exciting because they had styled it you know like not every art piece gets like a, a photograph and styling and stuff but it was a like a peach abstract shape type thing and they put it with a green velvet couch and there was this super fluffy cat sitting on the couch and I was just like oh my god I got a cat and it's on the couch <laughs> this is the oh best so yeah it was just like all those steps all that progress leading to this thing um that you know over time you can see the trajectory but as you're doing you're just like I don't know what I'm doing I'm posting again I'm liking these other people's work where's this going I don't know um so yeah I am so glad you shared that because you know so often in perfectionist brain it's like well I see them they're being featured on anthropology I'm over here I haven't Mm -hmm. posted a thing like how like there's no way I can't do that and it's like we forget that there's this huge big map where it's like you just take one step, one step, one step, and you never know where like this big picture is going to lead, but it really, it requires that first step and that, mm-hmm. that discipline to put yourself out there. And it's going to be scary always. It's always yeah. going to be scary, but the more you do it, the more you build that muscle and easier it becomes. And I'm just, I'm so, thank you so much for mapping that so beautifully and, and sharing that experience with it. I'm serious. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, it, it is hard when you see like these people who are <laughs> overnight successes, like, you know, like swimming on, you know, they're paddling, paddling underwater like, the yeah. ducks, whatever, for years, oftentimes. And also I felt like it, it was the right, it was the right time for me. You know, it was the right time for a lot of the things that happened when I look back, it's like, yeah, I wouldn't have been ready for that if it had happened sooner in some ways, you know, like, my confidence was at the right place or my mindset was in the right place when it did happen that I could be like, okay, I can see how I can use this as a building block or this, I can see why this is important um, for this not to have happened two years ago or whatever that would have been, you know, I might've gotten, for example, like really stuck in a style. Um, But by that time, by the time anthropology, you know, had, had picked up this one piece, which by the way, didn't even sell that many of them. Like it's, it was fine, Um, but it was kind of just more like how it felt, how to, you know, to be able to tell people that it had been featured there was like, was, and is like just a big honor. And actually they're considering some more pieces now. So who knows? I don't know. Congratulations. Who knows when, I don't, you know, who knows, but um, 
it feels good to know that it's that you're playing the long game. Yeah. And that also along the way, you know, you might have a goal. Like, what if my goal was like to get into anthropology? And then like it's like, well, I'm gonna start over here on Arfilly Walls. And like if anthropology had never happened, who cares? Like I'm I'm still further along than I would have been. It's like you you might not end up where you thought you were gonna be, but you're still further along than you were. So yeah. Oh my God, 100 percent That's why like I love it. I, I love it when people come to me with like these big, 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 big goals where like, we're talking like 10, 20, 30 years down the line. And I always say like, those are awesome. That's a direction. What about a year from now? What yeah. about six months from now? What about three months from now? And when we get down to those, they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Yeah. And it's like, you're so often dreamland, which by the way, is a gift. It's so yeah. beautiful. It's your ability to see where you want your life to go. And that not saying that those aren't going to happen, but let's chunk it down. Like, let's get really specific on what, what would be the first step? What's the first Mm -hmm. milestone goal that we can hit in three, six, nine months. And when they start doing that, they're like, oh my God, I'm actually taking action towards that life now. And who knows if that's exactly where they end up, or if it's going to be somewhere like a little, like it's, um, a speaker that I love uses this example. They say, if you're a plane and you're heading from San Francisco to New York. Mm -hmm. And at the very beginning, you make a two degree shift to the (laughs) left. You're not going to end up in New York, (laughs) but you still like, it's just, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. This is how I describe therapy. I started therapy when I was like 38. I'm 44 now, um, 39, somewhere in there. And yeah, like you said before, when I look back at myself, when I started therapy, I was like, Oh boy. It'd be okay. We're gonna be all right uh-huh. <laughs> through this. But I describe it as just like a little bit of wind in the sails, just like a little. It's the, the degrees of change are so small in mindset, in uh, you know how you think of yourself, how you think of other people, how you think of whatever, all the things. And it's so the degrees are so tiny. And I just remember telling my therapist so many times, just like, are we even? are we even making any progress? I feel like I'm having the same problems over and over. Like these conversations the same every single week. And she's like, well, you know, the difference is now you're aware of it. (laughs) Which is a pretty big difference. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. No, but I, 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 Oh God, I think I was on Instagram today and I saw, um, someone did a post about, they did like a kind of like this is a conversation I've had with one of my clients and the client was like, coach, I'm like really feeling really frustrated. I'm not seeing any, uh, progress. I hop on the scale and it's the same number, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then the person's like, well, like, tell me about this. They're like, oh, well, my relationship with food is so healthy in this way, in this way, in this way. And I don't, I don't feel guilty when I'm resting anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the coach is finally like, and you still don't think you made progress. And the person's like, oh shit. <laughs> like, and it's Ooh, like, oh snap, you got me okay. there. <laughs> right. And it's like, we, 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 we make so much progress, but since we're living our own bodies, we're with us every single second of every single day. We don't see those teeny, teeny, tiny little changes yeah. until we have to stop and be like, whoa, six months from now, me, me now, whoa, like I'm very, yeah. or six months ago, me, like it's two very different people. And like, it's like having a little kid, like I'm, I'm sure, you know, like having, having a few yourself, like when they were born, you were with them every day. And like, they like slowly got bigger, slowly got bigger. But if someone came at the beginning and then saw them like five years later, they'd be like, wow, yeah. you're huge. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That is one of the weirdest uh, parts of parenthood. It's like, wait a minute. Sometimes I swear to God, you would wake up like in the morning and go to their room and it's like, 
oh my God, you look bigger. <laughs> oh, that it's true, but it's weird. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to tell my sister that when yeah. she, with her newborn, like, yeah. like one week old right now, yeah. <laughs> just wait. Oh my gosh. I, I want to, I want to touch on this really specific thing. Cause I have been hearing from people quite a lot and I, I I'm going to give an age range people from like 25 to 32 mm-hmm. and this idea of I'm too young. I'm too old. I don't have enough blah. I don't have enough intelligence. I don't have enough expertise here. And this is something I know you, you and I have talked, chatted about a little bit, but I really want to touch on this. What are your, what are your advices to those people who are in that, that like, I'm too young, old, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I sometimes get super aggressive with those people. (laughs) Yes. Be aggressive with the listeners. I mean, I think it kind of depends on where that feeling is coming from. You know, if it's coming from a place of insecurity or fear, that's one thing. I think if it's kind of, you know, some people are just stuck there and it's like nothing that anybody says until they have some kind of an internal change is going to move them away from the, you know, unending list of excuses that we are able to make for ourselves. And then that's how I avoid cleaning the toilet. You know, like, <laughs> I know how this works. <laughs> um, so I, it's like we've been saying, it's like, just do something. Just just start and see where it takes you. Um, you know, everything leads to something else. Um, one of the books that has meant a lot to me over time is Wishcraft. I don't know if you know this book. It's oh. a woman named Barbara Sher who actually recently passed away, but this book's been around since mm, like the early seventies, I want to say, but um, it's basically taking a huge dream or a huge goal or just something um, and breaking it down into something you can do today. Um, She has a lot of different strategies. I also love the one that's like, get a group of people around you and do a brainstorm. Yes. Okay. I want to, um, you know, I want to be on TV. Mm -hmm. Like I want to have an acting role on TV. I don't want to at all. (laughs) Somebody's dream, you know, and it's like, okay, from where I am now to, or actually the example is she uses even, even better. Like I want to be famous. Yeah. Like somebody came to her and like, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but what I want to be is famous. And she's Uh like, great, we can make this happen. How do you want to be famous? Like what, on what scale do you need to be famous? Mm-hmm. You know, is it, you need to be on national television? Do you need to be in local theater? Like, what are we talking about here? So it's like helping to find the goal, but then getting together with a group of people and sort of like using the loose connection, um, you know, the power of loose connections to be like, all right, who knows somebody who's in theater? Who knows somebody who's a makeup artist? Who knows somebody, who, like, what are the steps that you're gonna have to do? And like kind of mind mapping it out Um, I think that process is so fun and energizing. And when you're around people who are just like, I've got an idea. I know this person, I have this connection. And then like at the end of that session, or even if you just do it by yourself, like, what are my resources? Who do I know? What are the technologies? Like, what do I need to get started? And like, literally, what can I do today right now to take this action? It's like, oh, okay. My friend Matt's in theater. I'm going to call him up and ask how he knows when, where to go to audition. You know, like, yeah, I love that process. So as 
And like I said before, even speed, just, just go, 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 go. Do not let yourself <laughs> ask questions because none of the steps that you'll be taking at the beginning are high risk anyway. You They're know, all, all the casting department at Saturday Night Live or whatever you want to do <laughs> and be like, hey, how does this work? Like, no, there's little at stake right now at the beginning. So just don't psych yourself out about it. That's, that's my aggressive speech to people. That's and also, there's only one of you, you know, there's only one of you, you have stuff that other people don't have. One of the saddest things that anybody ever told me was like, he was this very, very talented songwriter and he's like, and singer, he's like, well, I'll never be Bob Dylan. So I'm just not really going to go very hard. What? What? No. Why would you want to be Bob Dylan? You're you, you don't have, you know, so the world needs your stuff. Yeah. Like you owe us your stuff. We need your stuff. The world's not going to be the same without your stuff in it. So you owe it to yourself as a, as a human being living one time on this planet and you owe it to us, your friends and your community to bring your stuff. Don't, don't let yourself make excuses for bringing your stuff to us. We need it. The world needs it. If this episode's resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my new one-on-one business coaching program. I help recovering perfectionists just like you get unstuck, get into action, and start creating the business that you're dreaming of. You just got to get out of your own way first. If you want more information about the program, go ahead and send me an email at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to set up a free 30-minute business discovery call where we'll talk about your business, what's keeping you stuck, and how coaching might be able to help you get there. And yes, you will definitely leave with some action steps no matter what. Set up your free 30-minute discovery call by sending me an email at hello at lifecoachbaker.com with the subject line one-on-one business coaching. Now, back to the episode. I adore you. Oh my God. <laughs> like, thank you. Uh, did you do that same process when you were um, starting your art business officially? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's always easier to give other people advice than it is. But like, for me, for me the biggest step was just getting getting um, really, really confident that what I liked, I liked. And I was going to be putting it out there whether anybody was going to buy it or not. Like that was not going to stop me. I'm like, this resonates with me. I know that it feels good. It feels right. It feels like me. This is my voice. This is the beauty I want to bring into the world. This is the vibe I want to bring to the world. If people don't like it, that's okay. I'm just going to keep putting it out there because that because I'm like compelled to it's like you know um (laughs) it's like giving birth or throwing up you know it's (laughs) like I can't not do it if I don't do it I feel like I'm suffocating and so and then also you know I just have like a a, I have a a mind that's like wanting to connect with people by selling them stuff I don't know you know or just like having that exchange of value whatever it is doesn't have to be a, a you know a sale but like I just love the idea of bringing good vibes into people's lives and so to just like be like no okay this that's what I'm doing that's what I'm doing here and that's that's okay I don't have to worry about it I don't have to you know nothing has to be perfect I'm learning as I go that kind of thing that's how I had to sort of get myself was there 
was was there something that really helped you fall in love with your own confidence in putting your stuff out there or was it just doing it and doing it and falling more in love with it I mean positive the positive feedback that I was getting was super helpful again like you know this has been several years ago now and I know Instagram is a different experience for different people but for me it has been so positive like connecting with other artists on there I mean I have made friends on there you know just like attracts like, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe kind of principle has really been true for me on Instagram. And so, yeah, finding that community and then pushing myself to find that community um, and other artists and connect with other artists here in Portland where I'm at, like in person was also, because, you know, like I was dealing with imposter syndrome. Oh, other people make paintings. Oh, other people, you know, all my work is digital. Generally, I have some, some paintings and stuff that I do, but you know, other people make paintings, other people can draw, you know, other people are doing these extremely detailed figurative drawings. And like, I can't do that. Am I really an artist? You know, like, those are the stupid questions that like, they're not stupid, they're real. But um, so I, there was an event here in Portland called Ink and Drink, where you go to a bar back in the olden times, where you go to a bar, a bunch of artists sit around, you bring your materials and you drink, you make little pieces of art. And then at the end of the bar, there's a little, they've built a little hangy thingy. So you put your, clip them up and put a price on them. People can come in there and get original art that was just made over at the table. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna like apply to this and see what happens. See if they'll let me in. Oh, and um, like half of the profits go to a charity. It's a different one every month. It's just a brilliant, it's oh, so cool. It's so cool. Started by women, run by women, amazing. Um, so I went there and I was so scared. I'm like, oh, look at all of these artists drawing all of these pictures of like people and houses. And I'm over here with my pastels doing these abstract whatever color studies. And I just forced myself to do it. Yeah. Um, and from that, I met one of my really good friends, Amy, who was part of the 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 group that was putting it on and I mean I went over to the area whatever the sales table and stuff because I started buying stuff I'm like oh my god yes <laughs> I need these other things um and we just kind of connected right away yeah. and she is such a generous and open person and she you know introduced me to her friends and I was just in a gallery show that she put on her first show in her gallery so it just again, just like the web of just move towards what you love and, and, and you will start to figure out where your place is. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. Um, with building the Instagram community, Mm -hmm. um, because I know there's some people who listen to the show who are entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs or a lot of creatives, especially what, what worked for you with building a community on online? Um, just never following somebody because I thought I should follow them. Thank you. (laughs) And just try, you know, every once in a while, whatever, maybe it's a brand or something. I was like, I want to see what they're up to for a while, Mm -hmm. but for people, um, yeah, I mean, they're just genuinely engaging with people, genuinely responding to people, um, 
you know, again, it's like, it's, it's the vibe tribe situation. If you are connecting with people that you don't actually feel, um, a resonance with at some level in some way, um, that is a bunny trail that you just don't want to be on, you know? And it's like, I want to, I want to be with the people that I respect, that I love, that, yeah, something is, there's a resonance there and, um, they don't have to be artists, but yeah. And then every once in a while, especially if, if it's a person in Portland or whatever, if, especially if I've been following somebody for a while, there's a comment, they've maybe replied or whatever. I'll just be like, Hey, do you want to do a zoom call? Or like, Hey, do you want to get coffee? I'm terrible about following up with those, but even that little moment of connection, um, where they'll be like, yeah. And then I'm like, cool. And I'm like, I'll, I'll be in touch soon. And then it's like 5 billion other things happen and Instagram DMs are rough, but, um, but even that little spark of like, I like you, you like me, we will, we will spend time together. I mean, also the pandemic is like everything crazy, but um, taking that next step for certain people um, and being reciprocal, you know, like if you like someone and want to support them, you will, you know, you'll repost their stuff. You'll, comment on their posts it's not a chore if it's genuine so yeah there's so much shoulds online like I should be posting this I should be interacting with x amount of people a day I should be doing like all this stuff and it's like we've totally I I won't say so absolute but there's been a lot of loss of of, of authenticity of, mm-hmm. of really like showing up as you, because we, there's so much molds and so much cookie cutter yeah. on there. Well, it's like, why are you on there? You know, what is, what is the goal of being on there for you personally, whatever that is. I mean, and maybe you're on there just to really build the broadest connection you possibly can. And then, you know, your strategies might be different, but yeah. um, you know, the thing about any social media, this happens all the time that people get hacked, their accounts get, you know, commandeered or whatever. And so to me, it's really limited in terms of the ability to build your own sort of owned community, you know, just like somebody like having an email address, having whatever. Um, So I try to post like PSAs pretty regularly, like, Hey, sign up for my list. You know, like yeah. the future is uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen. With yeah. What's going to happen with any of these social media platforms in the long run? So, um, yeah, that's the other thing. It's like if you have a million followers and ten people on your email address and your account gets hacked, where are you? Yeah. Oof. Oh my goodness. When did you start really prioritizing? emails has that always been uh, uh something on yours on your end yeah I mean I, I probably not soon enough if there's you can start it now yeah I agree an email address, an email list and newsletters and stuff yeah there's it's never too soon or too late to start start now um yeah I mean it's been something that's in the back of my mind I think it's really hard to send emails to people. Yeah. I, I still have that feeling of like, Ugh, I'm imposing and I don't want to take up their time. And I don't, you know, so again, the whole idea of it being a community, I'm sharing this with you. 
um, that's, that's been a process to, to really be okay with that. And like, it's funny, like looking at unsubscribe rates when I've sent out maybe two emails in a month and I'm like, that's kind of a lot, (laughs) which it's, you know, it isn't, it isn't when I compare it with how many emails I get from some brand, bigger brands, like, yeah, this is dropping a bucket, (laughs) but, um, you know, if everybody's unsubscribing, maybe like stop sending it so much. Yeah. I sent that second one. It was kind of the same low unsubscribe rate as, as with any of my emails. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, people are cool with this. I'm not going to do it every month, but I had a, I had, uh, I've started putting one of a kind um, artwork on the site that's prints, but one of a kind instead of open edition. And I was like, my people in my list deserve to know about this first. So oh, I'll tell them first. Um, so it was just kind of a last minute thing but I was like yeah this makes sense for listeners who who would be interested in getting in on that how do they get on your email list so you can just go to my website there's a pop-up um that is there or there's a link at the top that says I think newsletter <laughs> something like that Sounds or good. also um in the link tree uh bio link on my Instagram there's a link there where you can um, sign up and anybody who signs up gets a little free printable thing of, um, I have two and I can't remember which one I'm giving away right now. I think it might be, I have a self-care checklist for like to put on your wall. And I have a color curiosity coloring sheet where it's sort of like a little color theory thing that you can do just for fun. Um, to play. so cool. Yeah. Shoot. I'm going to your email list. I love it. I love it when people have those fun little free, like yeah. it's, it's just free stuff. And you, you, I, I try to sign up for as many as like, I really, that like, I really connect and align with the people yeah. because first of all, it just feels so good to see like, you have a new subscriber and you're like, yay. Uh, but then also, and it's like, it's just like a big hug to a, to an entrepreneur, That's but true. then also you get free shit out of it. And it's like, you like, I've learned some really cool techniques, some like self-care. So I learned to run like a whole new running strategy oh. from running for signing up for one. I can't, I can't remember who it was for or who it was from, but like, you just, you're so many opportunities on, on those free offers. So like, I used to always be like, oh, I don't know. I don't want them to sell me stuff. And it's like, wait, but I like this person. I never, you never know if they're going to have something that you really want. Like yeah. you might have a piece of artwork that comes out and people are like, I want that so badly. And you never would have known if you're not on the yeah. email list. Yeah. Yep. And you know, people can unsubscribe, you know, you don't have to exactly. stay on the list forever. You can come get the free stuff and jet. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> for now is not forever. Oh my yeah. goodness. Um, I have one last question for you before we, before we dive into segments. And that is what, what's your favorite part about being a business, a business owner? Mm. You know, I never, um, I keep getting myself into these businesses, (laughs) like the jewelry (laughs) business. Like, I'm like, how did this happen again? I don't know. I just, some part of me is like, you know, I'd rather work for myself than other people. I think it's kind of the bottom line. Sorry colleagues. <laughs> um, I agree. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it's, it's really just having a place again, like I said before, I'm making this work anyway. Yeah. I'm going to be making it regardless of whether or not I'm selling it or sharing it. And so um, to have 
basically an audience, you know, a, an audience that I am growing, a community who I just, I love meeting all of the people who like are collectors and um, it's really fun to see where things go and just think about like little pieces of my brain or like living all over the world <laughs> um, is super fun for me. So like that thrill of making a new piece, having things come together, just being really satisfied and excited about it, knowing it's going to bring joy to people, like that whole piece of it is way more fun for me than the actual businessy side. Yeah. Um, and figuring out what, figuring out and accepting what I don't like about the business has been great. Like I don't love filling orders. And so um, I hired my 15 year old daughter to do it. Yes. Loves it. She That's is cool. check, 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 check. I've got this mom. I have three questions for you. Here we go. And I mean, it's like awesome experience for her. She loves it. I love it. I keep checking in with her. I'm like, you don't have to keep doing this. And she's like, no, no, no. I love it. Don't take it away. I was like, oh, we're going to have to go to college eventually. And she's like, I know. <laughs> um, and it's something that, that I, it's just, when you start delegating in your business, you're like, oh, mm. oh. Oh, it's addicting. It's so oh, yeah. addicting. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's like taking yourself seriously, taking your likes and dislikes seriously, and not just being like, well, I'm a bad person who doesn't like spreadsheets. Like, no. <laughs> you say, like, that's really not where I can bring my value to this mm -hmm. business. I bring my value over here and over here and over here and let somebody else bring their value to these other pieces. Oh, and oh my God, when, when she started <laughs> doing the orders for me, it was like a huge weight had been lifted from me, number one, because it's all, you know, like you got to get the orders going. Like they can't sit around. I want to make sure people get their stuff in a timely manner. And um, once she, once she learned it and got up to speed and she was doing it, she's like, mom, I do not know how you were doing this all yourself. Oh <laughs> and I was like, gosh. yeah, I don't, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's never a good thing. Like when an order comes in and you're like, oh no. Oh like, yeah. That's not the feeling you want to have. No. Like, yes. Awesome. And I realized I was like getting there. And so it was, it was really great timing and she's, she's an amazing person. So that was great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jess, thank you so much. This was such a treat chatting with you and just thank you for giving listeners a, a, a real good kick in the behind that <laughs> really, honestly, I'm so, I Let's love that. Go. Get like, going. Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I, I like to categorize, at least from what I've seen, perfectionists in three separate categories. And mm. sometimes they overlap. Sometimes it's a cocktail of the three, but uh, one of them is the procrastinator perfectionist where it's like, I have to make sure everything I put out there is perfect. And then they never put anything out there because it will mm. never be as perfect. So mm. procrastinator perfectionist, if you're listening, I want you to go back and re-listen to this episode and get <laughs> your booty in gear. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jess, every, every episode I have with a podcast guest, I always ask them two questions, which is how did you get in your own way this week? Mm -hmm. And then what is a small goal that we celebrate? Cause as you said at the beginning, us perfectionists, we don't celebrate goals ever. Yeah. And yeah. to be able to step back and really find gratitude and celebrate ourselves is important. Yes. So true. Um, okay. So getting in my way this week, I, let myself get super overwhelmed this week with a crushing avalanche of just ideas, like stuff I wanted to be doing. I'm just like, yeah. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And it was actually, I, I can feel it in my body. My body was like tingling with electricity 
and like just kicking so hard against the fact that I, I couldn't do all of those things simultaneously. It turns out I'm only one human. Um, so I don't know if you have any strategies, I'm very excited to hear them. One of the things that I do to just calm myself down is I will put a song on repeat. I will just, this week it was um, Peaches. I don't know if you've heard this song by Justin Bieber. Yeah, you should definitely listen in. Um, I, I don't know how many times I listen to it, but yeah. it's like once it's in there, it's like my brain just has something to do. Yeah. Like just, okay, brain, you just go sit down for a while. I'm going to do this other stuff one step at a time. Yeah. Um, but even just getting to like, oh, I should put on a song from like sitting at my desk paralyzed, just like, ah, is, yeah. is hard. That movement is hard. Is it, is it overwhelmed in like, I know you kind of mentioned like there's so many ideas swirling yeah. around in your head. Is it choosing one of the ideas or is it taking action? Is it? What yeah, was- it's like all of these are, all of these are things I really want to be doing. So what makes the most sense right now to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not, they're big things, you know, it's yeah. Oh, let me figure out what the first thing is. It's like, uh, I want to like start a whole fabric line, you know? <laughs> um, and I think it's, it's oftentimes like fear that you won't have the momentum or fear that you won't have the idea that you'll like, something will be lost if you can't yes. get it done now. Right. Um, my therapist is always like, are you writing everything down? I was like, well, I can't write down mental images in my head. Okay. <laughs> Extremely fair. Um, I my I have two thought I have two thoughts to that because I know a lot of per, a lot of listeners also deal with this this par- paralyzation as well. Um, obviously, the first you you just kind of you just kind of touched on it, and it's like writing things down. I have uh, one client of mine just doing like a running dock of like list ideas of things that are just swirling around in her head because when she physically gets them on paper, it's out of her head. She's and then here's the big Kahuna though. Once you get it on paper, no matter where you are, no matter how excited you are about any of these things, you stop, you go and you move your body. Like, and that means like going on a walk outside, going on a run, doing something like doing some squats in your living room, something to get you out of. Cause here, here's the reasoning. When we are in a state of overwhelm, a lot of the times we are cutting off the energy from our shoulders down and from our shoulders up, there's like this big, like tight ball of tightness energy. That's why it's so hard to focus our on think about anything clearly because our ideas are just like, wow. So when we go get up, move our body, our heart rate starts going up a little bit more, which gets our blood flowing, which unlocks this like tight brick wall we put from our, on mm-hmm. our shoulders. And it takes the brick wall down and it gets that blood flowing all the way through our body up through our head and all that stuff. And that grenade starts to release. Mm, so when that. you go do that and then you come back and look at the list nine times out of 10, you're a lot, fo- you're a lot more focused. You're a lot more clear headed. You're able to look at the list and be like, okay, that one is an idea. It's not my idea. It's not something for me, but like, yeah. oh, this one, that one actually might be really interesting. I'm going to explore that one a little bit further. And then you start doing number two. What I was going to say is just chunking it down, getting mm-hmm. really, really clear. Like we've been saying this whole episode, there's your end goal. Ooh, okay. Starting a fabric line. What's one small thing that I can do right now? Or what's one small thing that I can schedule for later? Because sometimes we don't have to get it done right now, but if we can put it in our schedule, then we feel like we're still accomplishing something. I love that. I love schedule for later. Cause then I cannot forget it. It's on the calendar. I'm going to see it. Exactly. 
That's a fantastic tip. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so I love what I do. So I, I always love when people, people get good, good nuggets out of it. So good, good, good. And then of course, what is a small goal worth celebrating? <clears throat> yeah, I did. So I mentioned earlier, I started this page on my website that is one of a kind art and, you know, it's something I've been thinking about for a really long time. And because the volume of stuff that I make is very, very high because I love it, I'm doing it. And, um, you know, I don't know how long I'm gonna feel like making so many things, but yeah. so far it's been like four years and I'm still, here I am, um, still making very high volume of things. And so I just have a ton of stuff sitting on my iPad, sitting, you know, whatever around. And it's stuff that I love, but it's not necessarily part of a series. And I feel like when people come to my website, I don't want them to be so overwhelmed with like all this stuff. So I'm like, you know, it would be nice if it just had an expiration date, you know, there's one of them. Cause this is, you know, working digitally, I could make a thousand, I could yeah. make 5,000. It doesn't matter. Um, but I really like the idea of being able to give somebody something that, you know, they'll only be one. You're the one who has it. Um, so yeah, I just started it up. I just went for it after overthinking it, thinking it, overthinking it forever. I just, made the page you know so easy to make a web page when you already have a website it's just it really is. a little plus button <laughs> what website platform do you use out of curiosity i use squarespace beautiful mm -hmm. yeah how about you i use wix for mine but a lot of my clients use squarespace yeah. um, you know, there's, there's upsides and downsides I, I actually made someone else a website um in squarespace so i feel like i went through the gauntlet and like understand all of the quirks of it yeah uh, most of the quirks um yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of the people, artists that, that have platforms, uh, they're using Shopify and mm -hmm. there's so many more integrations and all this stuff, but I'm not, I'm not there yet to, gotcha. to want to go through that hellish landscape <laughs> of, of web, web design and moving around. But yeah, pressing the really plus good. button, naming the page, putting three things on it, um, and telling my subscribers and telling my Instagram followers that it was happening. That was, that was the long, in the long game. And also, you know, it's like, I, the price of those pieces is higher. So that's yeah, also yeah. part of my long-term goal, which is, um, you know, building another revenue stream and, and hopefully, yeah, making more people happy. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. I plug, plug all your things. I want people to know exactly where to find you and get all your, all your information. Okay. Well, um, yeah, my website is jessicapoundstone.com and my Instagram is also jessicapoundstone. And, you know, from there, like you'll get to everything else. I have yes. a store at Contrado, um, which is like a print on demand site that um, is linked to from my website, but I just did a clothing collection. Um, which I, a woman in New York bought something from a clothing collection and she sent me this note that was like the sweetest thing I've ever gotten. It was like, um, I am a New Yorker. I always wear black. This dress makes me feel like different parts of myself can come out to play. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm crying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I got a quarantine dog. Um, yes. I haven't had a dog for years. I love dogs. So I started making some pet accessories. So now you can get pet beds and leashes. Um, and I also just launched one, a design that I really love that um, comes on like journals and, you know, whatever. So 
I'm really excited about product design because I think it's just another way to to get to deliver joy to people and yeah. like good stuff to people. Um, and what else? I, I, those are my main hubs. I just did a book. Um, I self-published a book called Here for You, uh, a book of visual meditations. So that's one of, when I need to calm down. I use my color cloud series to put in there and. So I self-published that. So that's only available on my website, but it's on there too. So, yeah. wow, I uh, you're amazing! Oh my gosh! <laughs> you're amazing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you are. Oh my, Jessica! Thank you so much. This was so oh, thank fun. Thank you. Thank you. My first podcast. This was so easy and fun, and I really and really really enjoyed it. I love oh. your friends. I love thinking about these things. Thank you for being there for uh, the perfectionists the terrible um, <laughs> scourge of perfectionism in our lives. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I adore her. She's so great. I just love her no bullshit attitude. It just, it, I, I so enjoy that. And I feel like sometimes we really need a good um, kick in the ass, if you will. And I hope that Jessica provided you with that, with so much love and appreciation and empathy. Um, but just knowing how much she believes in her community and the people she surrounds herself with is just so inspiring. Like always, let's do some quick 10 takeaways. Number one, one step at a time, rather than thinking of it as an overnight success. Number two, trust that things will happen at the right time time. Number three, create tiny degrees of change that make a huge difference over time. Remember those two degree shifts make a huge difference. Number four, check out the book Wishcraft. If you're looking to take your big, huge goals and wanting to break them down into little teeny tiny pieces that you can do today. Number five, none of the steps that you are taking at the beginning are super high risk. Take messy action, do it quick before your subconscious can screw you over. Number six, you are the only you that there is. The world needs your stuff. Number seven, find your community. Everything's so much easier when you have a community of people cheering you on and pushing you out of your comfort zone. Number eight, never follow someone just because you should follow them. I love that. Number nine, start an email list. It's never too early. It's never too late. Also get on Jessica's email list. This is a total shameless plug, but she honestly is so great. I just started her email list and I love the stuff she's sending out already. It's fantastic. Number 10, delegate the shit you don't love in your business. Delegate to people who will do it do it well so that you have that spare time to pour into other areas of your life or pour into yourself. It's important. You guys, thank you so much. If you want to find Jessica on Instagram, she is at Jessica Poundstone. Link is also in the description. And she also has a website, jessicapoundstone.com. Highly recommend checking it out and looking at some of her artwork. It is just magnificent. Jessica, thank you so much for being on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, share it on social, and tag me at Life Coach Baker and Jessica at Jessica Poundstone. We obviously want to reshare it. Know that you're listening and know what your big takeaways were because it's so helpful with directing the rest of the show and interviews to come because these are just so fun. And I, I know it's so great to hear other people's voices in their 
those stories. You guys, thank you so much. If you have not, please rate and review the podcast. It takes two seconds and it's like giving an entrepreneur the biggest hug. That five-star rating and review button is just, you know, calling your name. It just says, pick me, pick me. Obviously, pick whatever one works best for you. If it's five stars, I will cry tears of joy. And if you also have a moment to write that little love note in the review section, it is so helpful with getting the podcast up the charts and helping more people find this content. But above all, I love you guys so much. I will talk to you soon and have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. If this episode resonated with you, I urge you to go check out the monthly membership program, Lift. All the links are in the show notes, or you can go to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash lift to check out the program. Until then, I'll talk to you next time. Bye.